It is Tuesday the 13th of December 2016 and this is episode 298 of Digital Outbox. Hello, it's been a while. I am Chris and welcome to episode 298. Ian's here to welcome you to... I'm gutted, Chris. Well, though, we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Get what? I wanted to get to 299, so when we started the new year, it was 300. (sighs) Well, we're not going to make it. Basically, because I'm not because we're not doing anymore. <laughs> no, the, the new news has been slow. Other than you know, worldwide pretty dire events going on uh, in the tech community, news has been slow or at least buried by other things going on. So we had decided that this is going to be our last one of this year. Um, um, but we've got a a nice set of news to sort of finish off. If I could see a smorgasbord, I would see it. Smorgasbord of news. So. Let's start that board and smorging with Apple. Because um, they've decided they're going to abandon their wireless routers. So this is sort of, this is like a quiet product chop off. Uh, they're no longer going to make their, is it, were they airports? Is that what they called them? I can't Yeah, the airport extremes and all that kind of good stuff. And, and they've, um, I guess they've decided they can't bring anything more to the game at the moment. Um, and they, you know, it's not making the money. So let's, let's chop it. Yeah. And um, and and I guess they'd kind of abandoned it anyway because the last update was three years prior, and you know so that's the, the the biggest change in that time had been the different wireless standards that have been coming out and considering that you know that their iPad and iPhone are their, their two big products and <laughs> relies on nice fast Wi-Fi and it was it was semi disappointing that it had been stagnating and it was kind of clear something was you know if they were going to update they'd have probably updated it you know, that last update when they did the MacBook Pros. Yeah. And interestingly, three days before this came out, this came out the 21st of November. So three days prior, um, and Amazon's fantastic Black Friday fortnight, I just pumped for a couple of new Netgear routers hmm. um, and and installed them the next day and saw a, a, a much, much better coverage and speed um, and a, a, a nice new good set of features. Because um, the Apple ones, they worked and they were easy, but see if you got NAT issues, it was actually quite tricksy to go in compared to a normal router with a crappy web front end that you can go and hack quite yeah. a bit. For me, interesting timing just on the, the grounds that, you know, like I said, I think they used to be able to bring something to the ease of use to the to the party. I think modern day routers now have pretty much solved wireless issues um, as far as disconnects and, you know, keeping connections alive and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it was interesting that, you know, just as they're pulling out of this market, Google are coming in saying we can do something even more special and quite widely received as being quite a good router than you. I can't remember what it's called, uh, the so, Google's wireless router, but it's... Um, I thought it was just Google Wi-Fi. Maybe, maybe it is. And it, apparently that really does make a good good uh, jump in your speed because it is good at um sort of moving data around uh congested networks and congested airwaves so and, and the thing about it is it's a mesh network so you've mm. got like two or three devices and there's that other the other system from eero yes and you're seeing same thing. netgear moving into it as well that this kind of mesh idea but i, I stayed away from it and um, just because it's kind of newish uh, i just wanted something that i knew yeah. Spend a couple hundred quid. I know it's going to work. And you still need the modem at the end of the day, and and so you still need a box. So the 
certainly if you're just doing because it's a wireless router you still need a modem signal going into it oh yeah yeah but i've got my virgin cable modem mm. that does that and it's yes. just so it is, it is just give me some fast internet and for, I'll, I'll for me i'm still wired as well i wire everything that needs i need to be so reliable. i have i've got so and, and again oldish house so if I, if I had my had my time and I was rewiring everywhere, I would be putting network boxes. Yeah, and because there's nothing like having a network that's no. actually wired. Wireless no, can never be that good. It's <laughs> just, and also it's just, it takes the variance away. Yep. You know, it just takes away that if there's, because I was amazed that day one, the router, and, gen, and I logged in today and I'll explain why I logged in in a minute, but there's like 13 devices connected. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and it's just like, what? What's going on? What? And, and the reason I connected in today was um, thanks to my newly acquired Netgear routers, there's uh, an exploit that was announced yesterday. <laughs> um, that means somebody can hack the router. And it was like, joy. That's yes. that's that's a joy. And the, the advice in the article, switch off your router. Jo- joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. So there was a, the, the one way to stop there being any risk was to basically um, kill your web front end. So I, I, when I woke up this morning and was catching up with some tech news and saw somebody tweeting it, I was like, let's just kill that web front end this morning. Because there was no, it was on one of these unfortunate things that the, that the guys that found the exploit um, contacted Netgear in August and um, released it last Friday. And it looks like it's the release and the publication yesterday by PC World that's turned it into a thing because they've very quickly stood up a web page saying, you know, here's an advisory, here's the things that are affected. We think other things are as well. And then 12 hours later, it was updated to say, yeah, these other ones are affected. And by the way, here's a beta release that you should install. So I haven't actually checked my router for ages, whether it's got firmware and stuff, because there's another thing where you have it, if it's working, then you don't want to fiddle with it too much. Uh, but I should probably go and check that. And it's probably a good advice for the listeners to go and also check uh, for firmware updates and stuff, because and these are the kind of devices that currently hackers are attacking. Oh yeah, common household one... accessed by the internet type things that have yes. got sort of fixed. We've got a story later on where where there is some. I think I've got a story later on. Yeah, there's some story later on just just covering that same thing. I should mm. probably shuffle the order around, but <laughs> hey, it's Christmas, hey. and um, uh, it, it, it is becoming a. You know, there's you, you don't. It, we've talked about before the, the IoT devices that are poorly, mm. you know, secured. And you plug them in thinking, yeah, cheap camera, 20 quid. Yep. What can go wrong? Hey. Boom. <laughs> I've just taken down the internet, literally. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the, those, those things did, took down the internet. Uh, also, while uh, we've been... Oh, oh go on. One, one little point I want to make. I just think this is another little drip, drip feed of... You used to just be able to go to Apple and buy everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case anymore. So you can't get monitors. You can't get rules. Mm. You know, so that whole... There's a whole thing about actually when you go back outside the ecosystem it's not that bad you know because you can get caught up in it oh it's well designed it's easy to use mm-hmm. so is my net gear yep uh, i tell you what it's faster and it's better yeah so there's, there's there's just that thing that that you start to look elsewhere and just start to make you think hey there's, I could there's a lot of things in this world mm. yeah so bt while we've been away have been ordered to split off from their open reach division by ofcom um, so this has been sort of on the cards for a while. Uh, Ofcom have been sort of investigating and just checking. They've been receiving complaints from other companies that they don't get the same and, and good and transparent delivery of services from OpenReach. Um, <clears throat> but they kind of cut, they've fallen short of um, ordering them to split entirely in half, and effectively, it's just a, it's a legal uh, divorce rather than a physical divorce. So in reality, nothing's much is changing other than the sort of 
governance of it has to be sort of separated away even if um physically nothing really changes as far as buildings and stuff yeah it's we've, we've covered this a couple of times mm. i guess it's the other i guess the other big players have got their way because they're continually saying that open reach is is a disadvantage to them and an advantage to bt um and we'll need to wait and see whether it gets better for consumers i know I know I repeatedly see people saying either BT or OpenReach are failed appointments. Yeah, and it's hard to... And, that, uh, the, the problem with this division of companies, it's hard to work out which one it is. Now, I, what, I, what I have seen, and it's completely anecdotal, is um, if, if you start having a problem with BT because they either they can't deal with you in your area or they, the local engineer they've got is poor, then you're going to repeatedly have problems. So it's like one of those things where it's it's an all or nothing because I've never had an issue here with getting an engineer out, getting something fixed, having new things mm. installed. It's never been a problem. It's always been on time and it's been delivered easily. But I do get the impression when you start having a more complicated situation, maybe your house is slightly more remote, you know, you, your network in your area is not as good, uh, like I say, or you've got an engineer who just is pretty sloppy, then you, you have got no, no alternative. There's nowhere to go. Um, you're stuck with that bad service. And I think that's kind of... That's kind of impression I get. Um, whether that will be fixed by splitting the company up, I'm not sure. Don't know. I think the other thing, I don't feel like <clears throat> I got enough of the facts and figures, um, but I do agree with something which BT says, which, you know, if we take away the investment that we're putting in here, there's no one around that's going to replace that investment. Are consumers generally better off with this current situation? And now we're going to be left with a slightly less, it might be more, you know, might be less more less like a monopoly, but it is maybe we're going to get a worse service because of it because no one will put that investment in. There's yeah. No... So it's so top talk going into it. Yes. No, no, that's... You know, our Vodafone and Orange who are moaning or whatever going to yeah. replace that investment that was coming forward. And um, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, Sky Mobile is is has become a thing. It's been <laughs> much rumoured, um, but they have now come forward with their offering. Um, they're going to piggyback um, a network. Who are they piggybacking? Is it? O2? I thought it was O2. Yeah, O2. So yeah. they're going to piggyback on O2's network, but they're going to do their billing in a slightly different way. Uh, you're basically going to have a 12 month contract, but you can switch between their kind of various levels, and those levels mean that you get sort of more data and more calls. Um, and their big, unique selling point is that that data will carry over. So if you don't use your data allowance for that month, it will carry over for a period of three years, I think it can last up to, uh, yes, before it they, gets written off. So they've called it a piggy bank. So it goes into your piggy bank. And if you, so I guess what it means is if you're, if you've got three quiet months and then you're coming up to, you know, Christmas and, you know, buying more apps or doing more out, out and about and uploading video and all that kind of stuff, you can, it comes out your piggy bank. So interesting, because it just to frustrate me that, yeah, you know, when annoying. I was constrained with one gig, and, and but you'd only used 200 meg last month. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. And so. it's like, why why am I having to pay more? You know, it just feels like, you know, just, just let me, you know, and, and I guess this is just try to answer that, that challenge. I think some of it, like the, the, the 321 from, um, uh, from 3 kind of does do that because I think when you bought some data allowance, it does last. So that you, on a pay-as-you-go type basis, that has been on the cards for a while, but this is actually a contractual basis. And I quite like the yeah. fact that you can switch between, on a month-by-month -month basis, you can choose how much data you want. So if you've piggy-banked up a, a load of data 
um, then you can move yourself down from their kind of three gig package and put yourself on the one gig package, safe in the knowledge that you're still going to have data if you need it. Um, it doesn't make it clear whether this is increments of one gigabyte that you can store and use. Like if you break into a, one of the next gigabytes, I, I wonder whether that does wipe off at the end of the month. It's not clear from a, from what I'm reading. Um, yeah. But, it, but, you know, yeah, I like it as an offering. But the, to say it's a kind of uh, a new network is, is kind of overselling it. It's just piggybacking like everyone else is yes. piggybacking. So to get real, you know. No, absolutely. And also, if you're a Sky TV um, household, you know, there's some benefits there. You yeah. know, you can create favourite shows and sync from the Skybox yes. to, to watch remotely, which is nice to see. So I think there are things about it that make it unique and interesting for a Sky customer. And really for Sky, it's just being able to offer that quad service. So get pretty much everything media uh, and telecommunications. They can offer a service now, so they could offer four packages. Hmm. Uh, yes, the UK has now decided quietly, while other the rest of the world was falling apart, that they wanted to become a uh, uh, what do they call it? Surveillance state, <laughs> and we have now got in the UK uh, the most far-reaching surveillance laws of any democracy in the world. Yep, it's yeah, um, yes. it's 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 pretty galling that um, so much of this, so 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 much of our data is now going to be captured and available to not just like police mm. and anti-terrorism, but like we were talking it, about there were some some health agencies. Unbelievable. You know, it, it, when are, you actually look at the list, yeah, when you look at the list of government or, or you know agencies and and not government as agencies as well, other other sort of things like dvla can access to this data so this is basically they are requiring the storage of your web um, history for a period of a year so all these data must be stored and they're requiring that companies uh no longer put end to end encryption in uh, and any encryption method they should be able to ask a company to remove so they can then actually have a look at what that data is so that's it's that's kind of uh, <laughs> The long and short of this, this is making legal the kind of things that they were doing surreptitiously and, and illegally, as it turns out, before. Uh, but they have now made it Ill, a, a legal requirement. And, and and say, I think it's been put well that we've sleepwalked into a surveillance state because this these are complicated issues. They You can sell them by, you know, this is anti-terror. But uh, why um, the Department of Work and Pensions is involved in anti-terror and therefore need access to this data is is unclear. When actually it's probably more likely they're trying to look to see whether you've got a job or you're doing this, that, and the other. You know, it's 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 underhand. And they, they say that the list of agencies that have access to this data is is wide. It pretty much means everyone has access to this data. Yeah, you don't need a and warrant it, either. No, you don't need a warrant. Um, so who knows? So it's actually making me. And I've noticed a few other people talking about it, and whether they've followed through on it or whether it's just you know chatter. But it has made me look at some VPN services. Mm. Um, and I'm, I am. But even they're subject to, to the same rules, so therefore, the, you know, their end-to-end type encryption should be open if they want to view. It. And yeah. are they then? Are they? Are those VPN providers subject to you having stored the, the, data? The bit I'm not clear about is if the VPNs from abroad. Do they need to? Do they need That's to make where it the open? internet breaks I, things because we my have to understanding across. is that it's not, um, and I guess that's only going to be found out over time. Yeah, but I'm going to do a bit of investigating when I'm off over Christmas, just mm. to kind of 
You know, and I might give it a trial for a month or two just to see how does it affect performance. Do I feel content? That you know, is it does it is it something that I think? Yep, I'm happy paying whatever it is. You know, over the course of a year to know that yeah, you can't see my data. Not that I'm doing. And, and you know, the annoying thing is, I'm doing nothing wrong. I still think I'm doing uh, nothing wrong. The 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 feel. You know, I think that there's been plenty of studies over time just saying a, a nation where you feel like you're being watched is people will you know start reacting and acting differently and it's you know it's a bit like people don't put their whole lives on facebook right because <laughs> they want to share some of the the grimy bits uh, and they'd rather not have someone in the department of work and pensions knowing everything about them why should they um yes yeah, so anyway that that happened so that's good yeah yes as i said um one way the police have been getting around um phone uh, encryption is by uh, mugging people. <laughs> this is this is mental. I, I just I just had to put this in the notes because it's it's completely. I'm, inter- crazy. I, I'm interested to get your your steer on it because I read it and thought mm, okay reasonable. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, basically, I didn't. basically because the end to end encryption on on people's phones is so strong and and they obviously with the cases that have been in the US and uh, and wider um they they kind of. They don't know whether they can order someone to be de-encrypted. Scotland Yard have decided or have used this technique where they they basically shadow a person that they want their phone uh, to sort of check for incriminating data and they wait for them to make a phone call and they grab it from them in a kind of police version of mugging. Um, so that and then they keep swiping the screen to make sure it never goes into sleep mode until they've downloaded the data um, because they've they figured when they, they they tried to legally find out whether they could force someone's finger onto a, uh, a touch ID and they discovered that that wasn't legal. But mugging someone in the street is legal. It, it's, and that's the mental bit about it. <laughs> that, 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 and, and I don't want to get into the whole. So, you know, but that person was doing something wrong because we've mm-hmm. seen in the past that police have made mistakes, yep. you know, and people have been, you know, I don't know. Just but seems... is it the lesser of two evils to just have someone snatch a phone no. from your ear? No. No? So what happens if a policeman snatches a phone from you? Do you hit him? Because you've been mugged. Well, that's under, the same as being under, arrested though, isn't it? But if you're an undercover cop, if an undercover cop runs up and swipes it sure. and says, oh, I'm an undercover cop, I would, I would hit him. <laughs> then no. I get done for a breach of the peace for hitting a cop. But if you're being arrested, it He's can happen in the me. same way. Someone can break know, into your but, house, can't they? And I know, but there's a difference if you see a, a whole load of, you know, you know, policemen that are all dressed and you think, okay, these are these are you know, <laughs> policemen, I'm getting arrested for something. But, you know, if there's a, if there's a plain clothes guy just runs up and then you see him hand it to some little geeky policeman who's sitting there constantly <laughs> swiping my phone, what the hell? Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe with a warrant, it's all good. Uh, I I don't know. Just seemed just seemed really desperate. So it, now, but that's what it is. That that that's exactly it what just, it is. It's desperate. It just seems it, just seems like they want to get the data step. on your phone. That's the only way they figured out they can get it. Yeah, and I think I still think fair play to the companies that have said no. Your data is important, and it's your data. Mm-hmm. You know whether it, it's it doesn't it's, mean that they're going to be able to offer that service in the UK though. Now that we've got these laws, that's a problem. And, and that will be extremely interesting over mm-hmm. the coming years, especially with the way that both not just here but America has swung to a yes. very right wing state. Whether that argument is now going to start to win, and mm. how the tech companies then react? Because up until now, you know, so Apple in particular, but other ones have been very strong about we will not 
yeah, know, this is user rights. And, give back doors, et cetera, et cetera. And yet there's just Trump invited a whole load of tech billionaires mm-hmm. to come and kiss his ring, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to kiss his ring. Yeah. And um and it's like, actually you probably shouldn't bother. You know, it's like So yeah, I mean companies have operated in our recent times in this kind of liberalist sort of society. But if we do swing further and further to the right, or if things, you know, do take that turn, they it's gonna be companies operating in a, you know, more maybe a potentially less liberal state and therefore do they then comply or do they have to comply with the sort of governments and, and their wishes rather than thinking about from the user's perspective yeah it's going to be interesting and i think there's a whole load of there's, there's clearly some things that i think these companies are doing to get into china for example mm. yes no they're way... definitely yes they're definitely loosening their morals shall we say yeah and we've seen that elsewhere where blackberry gave certain countries the encryption keys Sure. Which but, they said they you know. wouldn't do. And it's like, so it's clear it's when it comes down to it. But, but why, why, don't, market. why don't we like China? Because of human rights abuses and because of uh, state-sponsored, you know, snooping and stuff like that. Well, hey, we've been fully we're, um, compliant with, you know, with human rights abuses. We've decided to vote away from <laughs> more liberal society. And uh, we, yeah, now we we do state snoop, snooping. Oh, absolutely, and hey. it's very it's very hard to look on some other countries and think. Oh, yeah, who's to say China's got it that wrong? They're doing, yeah. We're doing exactly the same thing. We're just doing it, you know, <laughs> snoopily. God, it's a depressing last. Episode I know. Hello, year. welcome Jesus to 2016. I think 2016 has been very much like this, hasn't it? Oh, it's, it's awful. It's been a bad one for Talk Talk as well. Their Wi-Fi router passwords have all been stolen. So, oh. <laughs> so this is the basic. They're, Talk Talk are kind of saying with well, no proof of this going on, but effectively they're one of the routers that they send out to their customers had a weakness on it that ended up people could it could be hacked uh, and as part of that hack um they could also gain access to that router's password and therefore uh, even though they have told people to go and fix their router uh, that doesn't mean that they're now safe because potentially that the original hacker hacker can still actually get into their router because they know the password this is quite scary mm. <laughs> um and that is why i mentioned the netgear one earlier on because as soon as i read it, it was like mm. i need to take action because <laughs> you just don't know if i've been hacked in any way mm. um th- this is you know this is what fronts you <laughs> to the rest of the world yep and um well it's the access in and out isn't it so it's yeah it's, it's... and so something you know if that's hacked in some ways you don't know what web pages are getting served you don't know where you're getting monitored you don't know if you're you know your money's getting stolen all sorts of things can be happening that is you know passwords can be getting sniffed everything everything yeah everything, everything that it's... you don't really think about when you're sat in your oh, home computer but yeah, 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 yeah. They can be... absolutely um, so this was a, and again, Talk Talk didn't cover themselves in much glory. They were saying, "Oh, we don't need to do anything." But these independent experts were saying, "You're going to have to change the hardware. This is this is broke." Mm. Um, which is a, and again, if you're a Talk Talk customer, it's like, who do you believe? Do you believe the company that you're paying the money to, or do you believe the security experts? And I'm giving the old bunny rabbit security experts that they found that are saying, "Here's why it's broken. It's fundamentally broken." And and again, it never really came to a. Certainly, from a I, I never followed up to keep up to date with what no. Top Top were saying because they're they're junk, and but it's just highlighting that this this year has been a really I think it's really stepped up the level of kind of invasions and yes. you know amount of passwords that have leaked and amount of accounts that have leaked. You know, we now don't get shocked when it's fifty six million <laughs> no. accounts have been leaked. It's no, like no. there's another one. Oh yeah, there we go. I, I, 
Talk Talk has have not you know covered themselves in the blaze of glory at all um, from previous events like this. So you'd have to say that you, you wouldn't you take with what they were saying with a pinch of salt. But also, I think we are seeing the rise of clickbait scaredom. You know, as in the, some of these experts, sure they might have a a, a realistic view on what could have happened but they don't always know exactly what has happened there's a lot of speculation and guessing that goes on because they're wanting the attention and the click you know through as well mm, so yeah, they want it yeah. on their site so yes it's it's one of those things where I, I think it's in their interest to spin up things um to worst case and it's obviously within talk talks to spin things down into best case scenarios and i guess the reality lives somewhere in the middle pebble See you later. Oh, no. It's not 2016, is it? What? It's just loads of big things have died in 2016. (laughs) Poor old Pebble. So, Pebble, we've kind of followed this on since it's the announcement. (laughs) This was a one of the, I don't know if it was Kickstarter, one of the kind of um, funding services. And you and Bri both took a dip in there. this is basically a a watch to give you notifications on your wrist. You decided I couldn't be bothered bringing my phone out of my pocket anymore i want that on my wrist and, and how long did it last for you about an hour because it was too fat <laughs> it was it was you know what i think killed it it was when shite was like did you get that a kinder egg <laughs> so <laughs> i couldn't deny it was it early was... <laughs> it was early in the release it was still on a kind of it was on a kind of yeah black and white screen uh it was still early doors but it kind of did spawn the revolution of yes we want something no, on our wrist and we want and, these notifications and, and they did a good job and it was crowdfunded it was popular and our mate bright he loved it, it. Yeah, and, and he still he, still he got one, multiples yeah. um if you ever talked to us would know if he actually kept <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah where has he gone he's disappeared <clears throat> um, he found a life basically basically but he and, he uh, loved it he was a big advocate of it and he had one forever yeah absolutely and um and, and, and there's there's some craziness about this. So seemingly Citizen last year were going to buy Pebble for seven hundred and fifty million dollars, and it fell through. Um, and there's a couple other were you know a couple other figures were taunted at the tail end of last year, and it fell through. And Fitbit have acquired the the, the, the company for thirty forty forty million, but basically hardware's dead. Pebble is dead. Um, if you've got the latest, so the latest Kickstarters were for like Pebble Do and stuff like that. Um, if you actually got the device, then the services will still stay up and running. If you haven't got the device, full refund. So they are, they are, you're not going to get it. Yep. So they're going to do uh, the bailout method, basically. I mean, and Fit, Fitbit have got a nice cheap way into stifling some competition and stifling some market share. So great for them. Um, but And it's not going to cost them anything as far as their... I don't think people are going to feel bad about Pebble because most people won't have heard of it, so... No, I, I guess there's a, there's a geek core there that are probably very disappointed. Mm. I think the other bit is that there was, a, there was a blog from Pebble saying the Pebble SDK, Cloud Pebble, mobile apps, developer portal, app store, blah, blah, blah. Um, we're all continuing to operate with interruption. Good. Further down the road, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be working to phase out cloud services, providing the ability for the community to take over where possible. Yeah. So it's basically, think, it's gone. Yeah. You know, so if you've got one right now, it's like now's probably time to actually decide do i move to an android because a lot you'll of the android know, you'll watches be good, you'll be good for a year you'll be good for a year I, yeah but i think you need to start making plans so a lot of the android devices have started to wither slightly mm. um and even apple watch is taking lots of dings because yeah for all the know, kind of excitement around all these kind of watch devices at the beginning of the year it's actually fitbit trackers and track well, and just 
health trackers in general that have one out the day. Notifications I, are not strong enough and operating. I see, well, I see how actually supplies and makes it the workplace. I mean, I was sitting next to the guy today, Alpha Watch, mm. um, and there's a, it's amazing the amount I actually pick up that are, but there are far more people wearing Fitbits, and including the smarter Fitbit ones that do the notifications as well. You know, so it's like a watch notifications and it, well, the one that looks more like a yeah, but this one does notifications, but yes, the fat one. Yeah, you, the, do the you one know what that, I mean? It's just it's yeah. a bit of a yeah, it's the it, fat it, one. Is it the search? I don't. No? I can't remember now. No, it's, it's there's too, there's too many names, and I don't really understand them. So. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but the, I think Fitbit have kind of won out. I mean, Microsoft bans dead. Um, the, the Samsung stuff looks to be disappearing. Um, Motorola aren't releasing anymore. So there's a, I think smartwatches are taking a little bit of a, maybe this wasn't for everybody. And it's the health it, thing that for the cost are of them, Yeah, but exactly. The health thing was the hook. The tracking thing was a hook. Having a, your, the ability to access an app on your wrist wasn't ever really a hook other than the health app. There's a couple of apps I still like accessing, but most of the time it's notifications. For um, and I've seen a lot of people talk to their watch as well. They talk, so I've seen people yeah, I've done a leave memos things. and stuff like that. I've done it to you, actually. I've replied Set to reminders. you in the car. So if you've if you've if you've sent me a little hangout thing, I'll um yeah do the talky bit. And that and that's, there the you watch. go. That's the limited thing. Fitbit have you know got an interest in that fitness side of things, and they're doing well. Right, thank thank God. That's that's the last bit of bad news. <laughs> Let's go. Amazon has launched a nice new concept called uh, Go. Basically, it's like a shop and go service. Just walk out is what they're saying. So you go to a shop, you pick up the things that you want. And you just walk out of the shop with the things that you want. And they deal with the tracking of all these sort of the uh, what you've picked up and what you've taken out with you. And they bill you um, to your credit card or whatever, whatever's linked up to your Amazon account. Wow. Uh, wow. Um, interestingly, there's, there's quite a few shops in Glasgow where a lot of people just walk in and pick up stuff. and don't, <laughs> They're not don't hooked to the Amazon either. account. Thing. <laughs> That's what so, they go for. Uh, wow, I mean, what a what an interesting concept for the high street. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. What a way to get people spending more money, um, because you just make it fictions. not having to actually, f- yeah, physically hand over cash or so I, physically I type like in numbers. That Apple experience of walking in and feeling like a thief by picking something up and just paying for it and walking out. Mm. It's nice, but there is a. British psyche, I don't know if it's a British psyche or as a, a thing in my head says, somebody's watching me right now thinking, did he really pay for that? Mm. Did did he just do the actions? And <laughs> and, and, and there's a little bit of a this feels... And they probably are watching. Don't <laughs> um, but I, 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 I think we're going to see lots more of this. You know, just this whole concept of how do you how can you just go in and buy things and it's totally frictionless. It's a bit like the delivery. They try to be delivery frictionless and they're just saying, well, what about if you could just walk in and just there's no queues and you just I'm grabbing stuff that's there and I walk out. I mean, obviously, th- like supermarkets have had their you know click and collect or their their sorry their little ones that you go around the the shop with, and they've had yeah. them for a while now. And this is kind of just taking it to the next step, isn't it? Just it saying, is. forget that one. I know who it you is. are. I can see you as you go yes. around. I can see what you've put in your shopping trolley or your basket or whatever. I I know people who don't like the one. They're just they're, they're, I've never tried it. I've I'm going to try it soon. It's a bit of a faff sometimes. Is it? It's a bit like when you're doing your own, see when you're doing your own, you know, the, you're going through the, what do you call it? Yeah, the self-checkout. Self-checkout. Um, and and I, I, there's a couple of times in certain stores, it constantly fails. Constantly saying, oh, you need to go and get help. 
It's oh, like, I've not seen. So I've not done it, so I don't know what it's like. Yeah, and I and I quite like it because it's generally less queues. Mm. You know, so you're not having to you're not having to queue, and you know, put everything on a conveyor belt, and then wait for the kind of two old days in front of you to go and pay and sort out the nonsense, and then you need to go and bag your stuff and mm-hmm. all that. It's just it's just beep, beep 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 beep, and most of the time it works fine, and then you'll get like, oh, why? Yeah, okay. You know, I, I've, I've said I've not used it to know, but I'm going to go and try a few just to see what they're like. I'll be up to. So I thought I thought this was again, and I guess it's and it, maybe it shouldn't be a surprise. It's Amazon because yeah. it's like the, the the biggest shop ever. Um, but it's the fact that they're doing it in a physical place. Yep. It's like oh, I don't know what not... that would. I, I don't know what that would feel like. Like I say, I, I imagine they've done the research and they reckon people will spend more. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother with it. Um, because it must be easy just to pick up a box and just walk out, not thinking oh, I've just spent money. It's just this virtual, so I don't know if it's a completely virtual thing. Or you spend it via that brand because mm. you'd rather go there because it's easy. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't know. But anyway, an interesting future where we are literally just being tracked everywhere. <laughs> it's kind of, when you look at the kind of old views of what it's going to be like in the future, it is now starting to come true. Netflix are adding offline viewing to smartphones and tablets so you can now download Netflix uh, like whatever you want and then you can watch it wherever you want Had to, they had to add it really because all the other services were doing a similar thing yes nope and it's a good thing as well it really is so it means that if you're going on a flight you do not need a data connection you can go and store some stuff ready to watch and that's kind of its big selling point really or if you're going somewhere where you know you're not going to have an internet connection or unreliable or a costly internet connection it's another way of being able to take some content with you so yep good news uh, are there limits on it or can you download as much as you start you could store i i i thought it was down to what you could store mm-hmm. and there's some quality options in there so you can you pick, pick high quality it. and it'll store less or you can you know pick lower quality and mm-hmm. store more <laughs> thanks for that in depth yeah. technical analysis. <laughs> this. Planet Earth 2 Ultra HD 4K coming to iPlayer. Um, so this is an interesting thing. So they've they've decided that 4K uh, HDR ain't enough. They're going to do 10 uh, bit color as well. Um, so if your panel happens to do 10 bit color, you sh- are in for a treat if you go and download. I think it's just a taster, isn't it? At the moment, it's not like the full episodes. Yes, and so they've partnered with Panasonic on this one. Um, and they're using a new format called Hybrid Log Gamma HLG. They're going to be able to show uh, us colours we've never seen before on our TVs. No, and um, and I, I, I think I was talking to you. Maybe I was talking to somebody else about it, saying I guess they're going to do it on iPlayer because they can't do anything over terrestrial right now. Um, so there's no point shooting all this in 4K unless they're just going to do an Ultra HD release on you know Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're doing something on iPlayer. It's just a bit disappointing that the TVs we've got. It doesn't work. Well, it'll st- we'll still be able to watch in 4K. It just won't have this additional um, level. Yeah. I, I don't think my screen's a 10-bit. I haven't even ever looked. So mine, mine's a 10-bit. And Samsung are saying it's just a firmware update. But I believe these things when I see it. Yes, so when you actually see it, yeah. I need yeah. to go and have a look. I, in fact, I can't go and look at the box anymore. That's where I would have looked. Um, but the box went to the recycling thing because it was taking up so much room. I thought you were going to see the boxes now and you know your roof. And, <laughs> it could have been my roof. That's how big it was. <laughs> so now it's gone to recycling. Now. Uh, but anyway, so I mean, if everyone will be able to see it. If you've got, you know, um, HDR, it'll work, but you just won't get that full rich thing. So some Panasonic screens are about the only ones at the moment that have got all the bits in place to be able to do it. Um, anyway, 
exciting. And I, I think I said to you the other day, when you're watching planet earth on even though it's upscaled uh, just normal hd oh, you can is... tell that it's been recorded oh, it's... in 4k because yes. the quality of it is absolutely brilliant yeah um uh, you know. it's top 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 yeah uh playstation experience what's happening in playstation world so this was just a kind of this was like a kind of december here's some new games coming out soon and usually I don't bother covering it, but I had to. Um, so Uncharted, there's a new chapter coming. Great. Marvel vs. Captain Infinite. Great. Um, uh, um, Parappa the Rapper. And, <laughs> really? Is um, that still Batapon a thing? And Loco Roco PS4 remasters coming next year because wow. we, we can't make new games anymore. Parappa <laughs> yeah. um, the Rapper, that's like... I know. How many years ago is that? It must be like 30 years ago. I was going to see you were like this high last time you played it, but then <laughs> I don't think I ever played it. I think that's how old it is. Well, how long? I mean, it's it's is that not PlayStation One? Well, maybe something like that. So is that not like late nineties? Wow. Well, not even late nineties. We'll, It'd be probably early nineties. We'll find out. Um, now mid, mid, maybe mid. No, I think it was maybe a Commodore sixty four game. You know. Oh, okay. I think so. Um, so and Last of Us Two was 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 a, was the big announcement, but that's not next year at all. But Last of Us is a fantastic game, mm, and um, definitely and the hype really starting. Nice, it's got a really nice update on the PS4 Pro, you know, that brought 4K mm -hmm. and HDR. And, but the big news is a wipeout Amiga collection. I wet my <laughs> pants. This was the honestly, this this was like Sony, take my money. Um, Have it now. So, so this is Wipeout 2048 alongside uh, Wipeout Fury and yeah, Wipeout, Wipeout HD, Wipeout HD Fury. Just can't and help feeling that it's, you've got rose tinted again. And it's I have it's gonna be rubbish. 4K HP, HDR, 60 frames per second, and online multiplayer. It's honestly, take my Four, money. 4K to render some blurry visuals. <laughs> Chris. It's all being remastered to take my money. But the whole thing is speed, so it has to go blurry. Otherwise, you don't get the sense of speed. Chris. I get you. I get you. You're very excited. So so, so see when you spend <laughs> lots of money on a graphics card to play a racing car game at high speed and it's all blurry. I'll remind you of this conversation. It's only blurry because my eyes can't cope. It's not because the graphics card can't cope. Anyway, wipe out Amiga <laughs> Collection coming next year. There you go. Time for you to get excited. Right. We thought we'd end our year with a quick best and worst of and um of what we think of this year and what have we bought that we've enjoyed um what have we bought that we haven't um so i've got a few that i'm going to say a best of so vr for me has been the big eye opener this year so when i first got to try the vive and now with my own oculus and the touch controllers it's bonkers that we can have this in our home and in our living room uh, and i'm looking forward to taking it home for christmas and i'm going to play that bomb game where bomb disposal game with the family and i think it's amazing that we can have those experiences in our day and age um so well realized as well so it wasn't just a scrappy implementation they both did a good job um they are high quality products uh, so yes that was a real eye-opener for me this year and say the first you, you never get over that first experience you have in the vr world it was um for me the dinosaur chasing me down or coming at me in one of the oculus <laughs> demos was pretty pretty spectacular um what else have i liked um i have liked my 60 inch tv as we were talking about planet earth 2 on my 60 inch tv is just 
the most ridiculous thing. It's like you are in the jungle. Um, so uh, I have enjoyed that. And it is a ridiculous thing to have a, such a big TV in my house. But 4K is uh, and that on those sides is pretty, pretty spectacular. Uh, game wise, I, I love The Witness. I was trying to look at all the games that I played in 2000. I need to pick that up. I need to pick that up. I was trying to I was trying to think of all the games that I played in 2016 and actually most of them came out in 2015 I've just played them. So like Dragon Age Inquisition was actually a 2015 game that I just happened to play through most of the first half of this year. Well, um, the Witness the Witness is another one that got a, a 4K update on PS4 Pro uh, so okay. it's probably a good and time it's already to pick an extremely beautiful game. So Yeah. It, it you it's, I'm sure people will get bored of the Witness. It's a, basically a puzzle game and logic and puzzle game um but it's so well realized and it's uh very moorish and quite um unexpected at certain times so yeah very good uh and dark souls 3 as well that almost made me a believer in the series almost so this is the kind of hardcore um role action role-playing type game um i, I kind of love the idea of these games they're too hard and dark souls 3 nearly made me convert over i put some good few hours into it but then got frustrated and stopped playing it um and just finally my other things that i bought this year and i thought were really good my astro headset that i bought my elite controller i really enjoy and my oneplus 3 phone my um android phone i really think was a spectacular purchase this year um what about you what are your best ofs um so best ofs um i, I totally agree with vr um, so I've tried, I don't own an Oculus or a, a Vive, but I have access to, to certainly a Vive now through the workplace and mm-hmm. some of the experiences are great on it. Um, and even, even you know, HoloLens, I'm kind of a bit of a, a bit of a believer in it as well, mm-hmm. because although this technology is not there right now, there is something very compelling if you get the opportunity to try one of those. It is like, a, ouch, I didn't expect that, mm-hmm. you know, it was like... This is and, and there's something again, there's something there, and I think it's going to be still a number of years away, certainly in more enterprisey, but I don't know. There's I'm quite excited about that. Mm-hmm. 4K. So I only recently, only what, was it five, six weeks ago? Um, yes, jumped jumped up to a, a 4K telly. So it's a Samsung and it's a very good telly. Well the second one was, the first one not so good. <laughs> and, yeah, I should have um, said mine's an LG. And uh, so they're pretty much the, the same thing, yeah, yeah. And uh, p- picture quality, fantastic. See if you get a 4K HDR image, um, it is, it is astonishingly good, just yep. just great to see it at that size, TV that thin. And um, just, just, just the, the good thing is, it's like they're not OLEDs, but the black levels are still really good compared to even some panels. Mine's not from- too bad, I. Yeah, I mean, mine does it in the sections, so you have sectioned off backlighting. Right. Um, okay. But I have to say, I have now got a desire to have proper plasma uh, blacks. The the OLED the OLED screens are. Or the OLED blacks, yeah, definitely. You know, they're, they're, Ex- they're yes. So on. I'm I'm now, but the thing is, the the step up in cash is just ridiculous. It is. Even but now. then you're probably three years away from yes. it being that's a standard TV. Yep. Agreed. You know, and I know we've been saying that for maybe three or four years, but I think they're now. You can get a you can get a reasonable you can get a a sensible size TV at a relatively reasonable price. So yeah, it won't be long. But then I want an eighty inch. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that jumped to four K. The only thing is, it can't make the grand tour interesting. Um, So it doesn't matter. (laughs) Doesn't matter what. What if it's an HDR or four K? If it's a bit shoddy, it's just high quality shoddy. shoddy. Yeah. 
Um, and also just plugging into that is PS4 Pro. So I, I probably didn't expect to go for it. And then when I made the jump on the telly, I was like, well, I'll make the jump on the PS4 Pro. And that has delivered, I'm surprised, you know, that there is a noticeable difference compared to not just PS4, but Xbox as well. And mm -hmm. um, so kind of looking forward to whatever Scorpio brings next year, yep. which will probably be the tail end of the year. I'm, I'm no yep. doubt they'll About they'll this time next year, we'll probably November, be December um, so I'm looking forward to to what that can bring. But PS4 Pro, a very capable machine. Um, so really pleased with that. Um, if I stick with games, then I've just stuck in best of as Battlefield 1. There's a number of different games in there and Chris has given me that wry smile of you've got in there first, but I will have my revenge. <laughs> um, I just, I just, and I've always had a, I, I guess I've always had a, kind of, I've liked that Battlefield series. And um, one for me, Single player very kind of hits you quite emotionally more than other games have, and I think just the the spectacle of it is really good, and the game actually plays well, and the multiplayer I've really enjoyed. You know, again, they're doing something at a scale that other games don't do. You know, that 10, mm -hmm. 15 minute console game, you're actually maybe doing a, a battle for fifty minutes, sixty minutes, yep. and yep. You, you nobody else has really done that well. Um, so I, hats off to them. I thought that was a really that was a really good purchase for me. Um, and my, my final little thing that I've loved, and it's, it is little, but it's expensive, is the Fuji X-T2. So although I only bought the X-T1 last year, <laughs> I, um, I, I, I... There was a high number the, and it twisted your arm. Yeah, I traded up to X-T2 and, and I love it. So it's a mirrorless camera from Fuji. I love all... The, I've got some really nice Fuji glass now, so I'm really loving the lenses that I've got. And it is just great to go out and take, you know, take pics. And it's, it's actually... I just love the way the system works, so I enjoy all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, there's my there's my ticks for the year. Okay, so then let's go to the crosses for the year then. Worst of 2016 as far as like, we're concerned. Well, everything outside of tech has gone to sh 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 shoddy. <laughs> 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 um, so let's ignore all that, and actually let's, uh, let's think about some games and tech. Well, I've put Battlefield as my... I, I did put it in here purely as my worst of to... to get a bit of a, a rise from um from you in um i <laughs> I, I, I have uh, unlike you i've never really liked the battlefield model um i i just it just has never clicked with me and i end up spending nearly all my time dead rather than alive <laughs> and after the 70th time of being shot without actually having seen a single soul um and the ones that you do see you can spend 10 minutes shooting at them and as soon as <laughs> eventually they turn and shoot you in with within a second so that's kind of makes me want to tear my eyes out um uh eat them you know poo them out and put them back in just to tear them out again but that's me rather than the game the game is truly spectacular from a from a visual perspective from a a scope Where did all and this scale stuff come from <laughs> I don't know from the scope and scale perspective from the the single player I've only touched on but I did actually enjoy that quite a lot so uh, I will go and finish off the single player but so I think it might be dead to me on a multiplayer basis it makes me too angry um Overwatch as well so Overwatch is one of the most highly rated games that's been out this year people are raving over it I think it just hit when I was still big into the Halo. Um, and it just did not attract me across at all. I played some good games on it. I had like two or three games where I thought this was really good. Then we started playing online and 
completely outclassed. It's one of those games where you have to know what's going on. You have to put the hours in because there are so many characters and so many different techniques and users. Uh, and I think I think that's for some people they can't get enough of it. I think we, the different not classes me. gives it a real depth compared to let, let's be honest, Halo is just one guy and, and yeah. you just play it play it the way you play it. And then if you extend it out to Battlefield you'll get four classes. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's like twenty five different characters, but they're very, very different characters in Overwatch and there's very, very different ways of playing it. And, it is the um, new style of game. It's like the Dota and the League of Legends yeah, type yeah, thing where absolutely. you have hundreds of characters potentially and over time they get more and more in depth and but if you're not embedded in it, it's so daunting and so much of a learning curve. And even though it's easy to pick up when you go online and you and this is a kind of an online only game really when you go online and you get absolutely destroyed by people who do know what's going on or you just feel like it's too much for me to bother to invest and okay if you're young and enthusiastic maybe you get over that pretty quick and it doesn't matter but for for me who wants to spend their time enjoying something rather than having to really sit there and grind it out i don't really want to do that so um, no, that it's, for me it's is why it's it's not a fail fail of a game, and like I say, it's coming at critical acclaim. People love it. It's you know making waves online and on the people viewing it online and making all the kind of you know world championships and all those kind of things. But for me, no, it wasn't played at all. Therefore, it's in my worst of. Uh, and I, my final one, which was going to be my only one, was just how uninspiring Apple have been this year. Um, so nearly all of the next tech, uh, the next wave of things that we're seeing coming out are from other companies. So Microsoft, Facebook, Valve are all coming up with these uh, pretty amazing products and services. Um, but Apple have released a new MacBook and they haven't really updated felt, their old Pro. Yeah, and to, not totally. So so as as I'm touched on with the router thing, so they've dropped routers and monitors, and it feels like there's a real, you know, there's that that kind of you know, I can go elsewhere now and it's dead easy to go elsewhere. And if you look at their iPhone this year, it was a bit of a, yes, the camera is nice upgrade and speed for me is a nice upgrade because it was two years since the last one. Um, but but generally, much of a muchness. Um, the MacBook, pretty uninspiring. The touch bar seems all, like a all nice their products to have are gonna more get... anything. All their products are going to get to that point because they try and refine and, you know, you get to the point where they've done what they want to do with them. But you need, uh, it's, there's just been none of that spark. And maybe self-driving cars it, are where they're really, maybe even, they realise well, that. It's not even spark, Chris, for me. It's things like, it's things like yes, there was Brexit impact and we've seen it across the whole tech industry. But to upgrade that three-year-old Mac Pro, more than mm. three-year-old Mac Pro and say, yeah, you need to pay 500 pounds more for that is a disgrace. Oh, they they should just chop that off. They should just chuck yeah, that off. But there there are certain things lose. that they've done with the platforms that, that they shouldn't be selling some of these anymore. It's just that that's just the basic. Mm. And there's a couple of things. There's even one tonight that's happened. So there's been a lot of chat about MacBook Pro and how the new MacBook Pro's the battery life is reduced and some are getting really good and some are getting really bad. Um, the new Mac update out tonight and they've removed the ability to see how much is remaining in your battery. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is it's because it's so hard to, to calculate, so I'm just taking it away. Yeah. Stuff like that smacks of, uh, and by the way, see, because there's a lot of news about this right now, just take it away. You don't need to worry about it. Your battery's a battery. So we don't need to tell you that it sells you eight hours, but you only get five. This is the kind of thing they used to point at HP and at Microsoft yeah. and at Windows and used to laugh. Yeah, they used, used to say, to look, laugh. they said that's a whole day's worth and really it only lasts this long. Look at that. Yep. Yeah, yes. And, and they're doing the same. And mm. and people will be like, oh, no, that's not true. It is true. You go back in time and used to say, we make sure their batteries last 10 hours. We make sure there's this. Not like the other guys. Not like the other guys that says it's going to last all day and it doesn't. 
and they're doing the same thing. I just think they're getting driven down. A, it feels very much like a, if I don't make you know margin X and sell volume Y, ditched. And that's and the problem that's is not even what if, a lot of people yeah, loved about Apple. Uh, and the problem is even if that's not the case, it's certainly what will be said about it, and therefore and that's it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's the case or not. It will be true in people's minds, you know. And it's been a really negative year, you know, mm. and and so people people might listen and go, ah, fanboy. It's like, yeah, I do. I love my Apple products, but at the same time, there's been good reason for that. For, for, for me, it's more along the lines that <coughs> that their their money reserves and the amount of money they've got, it's. It's 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 getting beyond just their, you know, they need to spend that on something and make it spend it on something that's actually worthwhile. Um, you know, otherwise we're giving money to a company that's just hoarding cash and that doesn't yeah. help anyone. No, and there's also been more evidence of things like, here's a new MacBook Pro, and you can buy it in three weeks. Not you can buy it today. Mm. And here's some AirPods, mm. and this is why we've ditched this, you know, headphone port. And you can buy them next month. Mm. Actually, we've got issues. And I, I will hold up my hand. I've just ordered a set of earpods. So yeah, no, but it was unusual to see, yeah, something go on sale that they couldn't deliver. Whereas normally so they, I, I you just, know, just, it's just going to be working. There's a I, there's a general malaise about them, and mm. it's a general disappointment now when it comes to their launches, um, and 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 just the software doesn't delight anymore. You know, if I look at Mac. You know, if I want to go and play VR, I've got no choice. It's Windows, mm-hmm. and I look. And if I look at the software I use on it, it used to be that the Mac was a primary platform for like Adobe and some of the design software. It's not the case anymore. And the problem is, as people people like me then have to buy a PC to you know uh, to go and use uh, to go and do these things, I, suddenly it opens my eyes again. Actually, the PC's moved on. Windows 10 oh. is a, is a great operating system. It's really easy. And it means that then where I was recommending that people go to buy a Mac and a MacBook, you know, whatever for their, their needs, I don't recommend that anymore. Because actually, I think they're going to have just as much time and ease of use. In fact, probably a wider choice on the PC again. And so I, I can't see anything that's shifting away from iOS. I'm, I'm too invested in that platform. That's mm-hmm. my challenge around iOS. You know, I've just got so many apps that I use and and you. People might argue you've got too many and blah blah blah, but that's where I am, and I and I do like I, I do like the iPad and iPhone, and but even the iPad, I'm now over three year old. The iPad and it shows I, where iOS. I don't use my iPad shows. anymore. It's um, just, so yeah. next next year I'll probably ditch. Next year it's definitely in my head that the laptop's going, the iPad's going, and I'll replace it probably with a new iPad Pro, mm-hmm. and that'll that'll replace both of them. Um, I, I had it penciled in that this year would have been the iMac upgrade, but but no iMac upgrades have come. Um, so next year might be the, the you know the big upgrade for 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 the iMac, um, and even though it's I just, do, you know, yes, but I... well if I do sit and look at the software I use, I I can easily use a PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, iTunes used to be a big thing. iTunes is far better than Mac. I don't use iTunes anymore. Most of my day to day is now completely in the cloud. Really, uh, yeah, yeah. My, I, I'm in the Google Empire. Um, but everything that we do in my personally and in the company is is via that Google set of apps. So I just pretty much run an operating system and uh, Skype. That's kind of so. What it's I very, do. So it's very cliched, but I, I do think Apple did a big twenty seventeen. You know, yeah, it's, they, I know they're I making they billions of cash and they're not in trouble. They're not. They're not a Nokia, but but. No, just, like I say, I, I think they've got a, an actual responsibility to spend some of that cash because there is a lot. Of, there's very little cash out there, so. So um, let me do let me do two two more quick boohoo's, mm-hmm. and then we can finish because it's almost an hour. <laughs> yeah, and, I know. Uh, 
So PlayStation yeah, yes. VR, I totally agree with VR. VR is fantastic. And PlayStation VR is a very good product. Unfortunately, it wasn't, wasn't a very good product for me, and I had to return it. And that made you and, ill, um, it? And it made me ill. And whether it was just I was ill at the time and, I, and that was just magnifying it, I, I'll never know because I wouldn't waste my time trying again, unfortunately. <clears throat> but yeah, and what was interesting for me is that you obviously got access to a Vive and that doesn't clearly make yeah. you too bad. Um, nope. Maybe the length of time or the sort of application of it. So but... I was on I was on for two hours. Yeah. So and 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 people have said that the the resolution that the Vive and the Oculus get is important in making these things look uh, in in the refresh rate is important yeah. in making sure you have that connection that your brain doesn't feel ill instantaneously. Um and the so, refresh yeah. rate of PlayStation VR they are guaranteeing it's up there. I'm sure it was 120 hertz and but and you can see the graphics that are lesser quality than you've got in Vive and Oculus right now. Mm. And the industrial design of the headset just smacks what Oculus and Vive are doing. It just mm. makes them look daft. Yeah. It is fantastic on the head. But it just made me ill. And yeah. um Strange. it made me ill for two days, as in I tried it a couple of times. There was other couple of times it's like, you know what? Maybe that's the difference again between what is a traditional gaming environment where you are moving around quickly, uh, you know, even when you're in a tank or whatever you're doing, you you're moving around quicker generally than those demos that are designed to sort of just entertain you, basically. And my so worst, my, 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 my final little worst bit, and, it, and I should have probably backed up with a, with a good bit, but this year films just really let me down. I usually you know, enjoy so many different films, and this year just yeah. so many let me down, whereas so many TV series this year were just top-notch. It's just been superb, yeah. You know, so Westworld. Westworld oh. Yeah. Game of Thrones came back on form again, didn't it? It was a strong, a strong. Um, Game of Thrones was superb, but also, I mean, some of the, you know, Night Manager, I really enjoyed. You know, there, there's been a, loads of TV I've been enjoying. Um, the, um, I really you know, enjoyed was, Black Mirror again. So all these, yeah, Black these things that get me talking, excited, and yeah, it's all come from the TV arena for me for probably the last five years, to be honest. And I think we need, you know, I think a big part of that is Netflix, Amazon yeah, Prime, the definitely. amount of money they're investing, the acting talent they're bringing. It also is forcing, um, they're, they're, you're forcing BBC ITV, you know, if we keep the UK to do partnerships to make the, yep. to, to up Which, that quality. Because BBC have done HBO partnerships for a while, and and but we're seeing now people like Netflix doing HBO partnerships and stuff. So it's yeah. it's really interesting how all these things are coming together. And I, I may have just said a partnership that would never happen, but anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> Everything's coming together, but it's in this series and this 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 sort of environment where yeah you can go in more depth you can do more detail you can spend time you can it doesn't have to be in it like a film's two-hour chunk which is it's, it feels so antiquated but yeah we fit everything into a two-hour chunk and and action films win out so we'll just we'll go so action that i can't watch films like that anymore i just can't do it so, it, it annoys me too much so one bit of golden advice if you have in any way in your power to avoid watching suicide squad do not watch it <laughs> it is the most soul-destroying, life-emptying thing that I've watched this year. What a travesty yeah. that is committed to digital media. It is a disgrace. <laughs> I don't usually get yeah. that passionate about bad films. Yeah, that was that, a bad, go. bad, yeah. bad film. There you go. There you go. You've saved someone at least a bit of bandwidth as they can't download it. All right. Don't I even think waste we'll, your time um... a torrent on it. That is how bad it is. It's not even worth a torrent. Don't do it. <laughs> 
All right, let's let's get this wrapped up before the uh, the hour is up. So as we said, this is going to be our last podcast this year, um, but we will be back in the new year, probably around CES time. That's normally when we kick back into action, see what's come out at that, at that show. Um, but in the meantime, there's our website, digitaloutbox.com. There's our email address if you want to get in contact, info at digitaloutbox.com. There's Twitter, Digital Outbox. I'm also on Twitter as Cheesy UK, and my blog is academyracer.co.uk. Ian, where can we find you? Uh, bloggersind.net and I, I intend to do some update. I've, I've just been snowed with work. So I've yep. got a couple of, I, I actually stop um, tomorrow. Tomorrow jealous. is my last working day. Jealous, jealous. Um, so I've got a couple of little blog posts, probably around the, the router stuff, um, probably around the 4K stuff because I didn't really talk too much about that. Go and get some and frosty actually, drone footage. Uh, I, I kind of intend to as well, but there's not much frost Good. at the moment. But they, it will um, come. That was my other little disappointment. Just the the Mavic Mavic, such a great looking product. Product you can't buy it. <laughs> no. So um, so uh, so yeah, blogs indeed on it, and I'm on Twitter as Sweeper. Thank you very much, and we will speak to you again in the new year. Thanks for all of the listeners who listen in. That's great, um, and we'll we'll be back. Speak soon. Bye. Tada. Your tada was right on my hour mark. I, I, I noticed. I looked down at mine. It was as well. By the time that we add it to uh, the the music in, though, it's going to scuffle that say, one. It's ruined. The, it. By the time we by the time we put bombs music in, unless I can find you a find, of... like five seconds, chop out. <laughs> oh, the music's about 20, 25 seconds. Is it that long? Yeah. Wow. Dum 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 bump. See, we have that in our heads, but it's, it's it not. always. Oh, well, there you go. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the year, Ian. It's been emotional. Oh, no, th- thank you, Chris. Oh, thank <laughs> no, you. No, thank you. For thanking. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Should we go and play some Halo again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>